0: Welcome to the TTPOA podcast, a podcast for SWAT officers, military, and all first responders.
1: We'll be talking training, tactics, and leadership with the best subject matter experts around. Here are your hosts, Derek
0: and Brandon. (laughs) All
1: right, guys, welcome to episode four of the TTPOA podcast. Uh, we're laughing because we've been sitting here just kind of mucking yeah. it up. Uh, with us today, man, we had the privilege to talk to Greg Gravy. Yeah, the Gravy. Broker. Yes, sure. Mm-hmm. All right. So <laughs> I expect somebody like built like me to have the name Gravy. <laughs> yeah. Me too. How did you? Uh, How did you get that <laughs> name? Real fast. Oh goodness, it was
2: probably mid '90s. Bunch, several of us in the Ar- we were all still in the army, and where you were at a three gun match. Down in Alabama, mm. we're Alabama. all competitive shooters, so we go to this little breakfast place one morning to eat breakfast for'll we'll go shoot. Mm-hmm. I love biscuits and gravy, yeah. <clears throat> one of the fellows there was Sergeant major Kyle Lamb, and to this day, I don't know how it happened, but I was cutting my biscuits, <laughs> and I something happened. And it blew gravy all over my face. I mean, I had it dripping off my nose, my ears. <laughs> Kyle looks up. Those little beady eyes of his. <clears throat> pardon me. And says, all right, from this day forward, it's going to be gravy. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs>
1: That's stuck. True story. So, no, that stuck. <laughs> so the guys that don't know you, man, you are a pilot of the 160th uh, yes. Special Operations Aviation Regiment. Correct otherwise known as night stalkers night stalkers yes so give us a little background on what you guys did
2: our primary mission is to support united states special operations forces so we provide lift in both the mh6 little bird that's the helicopter with the planks on the side Mm -hmm. and then i was in b company and i flew the AH ah6 So we're fire supporters for those guys when they get on the ground or we do pre-assault fires. And then we got our Blackhawks and then our Chinooks that fly the assaulters to the objective, to the target. So we provide all the airlift
1: for special operations. So not a normal, not a normal pilot in the army, huh? No, sir. What's the, what's the, what's the training and the requirements that you guys had to go to to get to where you were? That's a great question.
3: Finally, you've got a great question. Finally. Yeah, finally.
1: Yeah. Four four episodes yeah. in, finally got a great <laughs> got question. It. Finally yeah. got one. I'm, I'm, I'm still waiting for mine.
2: <clears throat> the training aspect of it is it's a mid career aviator, and it's just like all special operations uh, Green Berets, Rangers, Delta, Night Stalkers. So it's generally a mid career soldier, and they want some maturity. From that soldier is you know they've been in the army eight to ten years and at that point you pretty much made the decision to stay and make it a career Mm -hmm. so they want to maintain those assets because they spend millions of dollars training each special operations soldier just like SWAT guys you Mm -hmm. know so they want to retain you but the training part of it you have to assess so you'll get together a resume and send it to that command Mm -hmm. They look over your resume, your career, what you've done, as far as the aviator side of it, your flight hours. It used to be for the 160th, you had to have 1,000 hours of flight time and 100 hours of night vision goggle time. Again, they want a person that's been there for a while, and they don't have to teach them basics that, you know, we've already learned those things. Well, if your resume looks good, you'll get a letter from them that they want to assess you. So you show up at Fort Campbell, and every unit has pretty similar assessments it's mm-hmm. it's physical, it's mental, it's psychological, it's swim tests running, rucking all those all those great things but it it's just to test the man mm-hmm. and make sure that you know hey they they want to be here one they're volunteering to come here to yeah. hang out with these crazy people right. and <laughs> uh two that you know, you, you never quit. I mean, no matter you guys know, no matter how bad it gets, you never ever quit. Right. And that's what we're looking for. We don't want a guy that's kind of sitting on the fence. We you know, we don't I think I drowned one day at the pool. We had to <laughs> doing a swim test. And the last thing I remember seeing was the the rescue diver's hand <laughs> reaching. Reaching for my collar, <laughs> and next thing I know, I'm up there on the this? deck. <laughs> you okay, <laughs> but Gravy. I didn't quit.
1: Right, I said I don't care. I'm not quitting. So basically, you guys are the special yeah. operations force of the sky. <clears throat> Absolutely, that's it.
2: Yes, sir. Yeah, we're and- specially selected and uh, trained.
1: For that unit I'll tell you what man every uh every operator that we've talked to uh either here or you know mm-hmm. at different events over to, man they love you guys yeah you guys I mean they talk nothing but greatness about how good. awesome that you guys yeah, are good. well yesterday so when we had Mike Panone come up to do the
3: yeah donner yeah yeah. So known her, he, yeah 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 he sees you and man big embrace and me and Derek are like man who's this guy I man he starts looking at your book
2: and
3: yeah he's like man we got to have him on and then whereas we're walking up here uh Duner's like, hey, that dude, man, he did some crazy <laughs> shit. Like, we, he didn't care. We Man, bullets flying. He's like, I'll go in there. I'll do this. Yeah. And then Brokos was telling us some stories. And I guess something about shooting yeah, well, out of a helicopter and just yeah. you're flying. Da, 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 da. Yeah. So, I mean, I love hearing that. I, and it's one you're, you're I, you have that persona I feel like I've known you for a long time, yes, and I sir. feel like you can. we could just sit here and have a beer and talk for hours and hours and hours, and, and I love those kind of guys, mm-hmm. uh, and I think you're one of them. Um,
2: yeah, thanks. And I don't
3: even know you, but yeah. I feel like I've known you for a long time. No,
2: we our connection was... Right then and there.
3: Because we didn't plan on having you. you We don't don't know. And then all of a sudden, like, hey, come on up, man. Yeah. You got
2: some.
1: Well, it's an honor. Thank you for.
3: Well, uh, you know, so the funny thing is,
1: you know, Brandon mentioned the book and I I looked at your book and I was looking at the name. I'm like, man, where have I seen this name at? You're right. I've seen the name and then I see the name on the book, George Hand. And I'm like, where? And I start putting two two and two together. I Uh. listen to the badassery university podcast. of badassery yeah, yeah. so Pat it Mac. was you Get George Hagan Pat Mack. <laughs> yeah yeah you guys were talking about that and I was like holy yeah. shit I was like man I was like we need to talk to this guy because yeah. so yeah Brandon mentioned the book and the book is Death Waits in the Dark six, 6 guns don't miss correct so I picked your book up yesterday and I'll be honest with you I did my best sure, sure. to to Not to find time. some hype yeah man especially with everything going on around <coughs> you here. guys are busy yeah it's ridiculous so well, I apologize.
3: I was too busy entertaining last night. Yeah. that I didn't get a well, chance to read it. So the
1: tough, <laughs> so the hard thing is, man, we're going to have to teach him how to read. Oh, how I could
2: have read it to him. <laughs> <And> I could have <laughs> sat at the foot of his bed. Oh, maybe like a, that maybe been like awesome. a fireside, yeah. like a fireside chat. <laughs> that
1: yeah. yeah. That'd <laughs> be, <laughs> be cozy. Fetch his smoking jacket and <laughs> yeah. slippers. And maybe yeah. a foot massage. <laughs> oh, who knows? So, <laughs> hey, when are you leaving? <laughs> Not.
0: Right?
3: Yeah. God, this, is,
1: this got really weird. I can leave you guys alone yeah. <laughs> if you guys want We'll have a chat. Yeah. We do have a big room in this. It's weird. So uh funny. I know where the six guns came from. Mm-hmm. Right? So sure. cuz I I actually saw it in the book. Ah. All right. Yeah. So can you t- explain where that came from the six guns?
2: Yeah, they it was in 1981. They had reconfigured after the Desert One mission and mishap to rescue the hostages in Iran in 1980. So Colonel Beckwith, Sergeant Charlie Beckwith, he came out and he says, "All right, I want all army helicopter pilots because they had a mishmash they had navy they had air force they had marines different helicopters and you know they just didn't know back in those days they were coming out of vietnam and unfortunately you know there weren't army guys flying those machines and and they they didn't have near the technology that we have today uh, night vision things like that but out of things that Out of bad things that happen come good things. So we do after action reports, we do debriefs. And that's critical with any mission that you ever do. Yeah. So we can capture those mistakes. We can get them written down. We have continuity. And then we can uh you know, we can apply those mistakes. Mm -hmm. So it makes us better as operators, as pilots, as SWAT guys, as whatever the case. Yeah. So they formed, they Got all the guys from Fort Campbell and formed an aviation unit, TF 160. I think TF. It started out as TF 158. I'm trying to recall my history now, but that was formed. They had the Blackhawks were just coming on, so they got had Blackhawks and then they had the the Little Bird 086 Gunbirds. It was a old Vietnam Hughes McDonnell Douglas. It's an MD 500 civilian mm-hmm. helicopter. And then they mounted miniguns on them, mm-hmm. one on each side. And they were out training in 1981 for the second attempt. And then President Reagan got put in office and then the hostages were released. But mm-hmm. back to the story Colonel Beckwith was walking to meet, there were a couple AHs landing out there in the desert and it's dirty and nasty. And you look like you've been rowed hard for a week when you get out of the cockpit <laughs> and the guys get out and colonel beck was standing there and he goes the six guns and he was looking at the two miniguns on each side he says you guys remind me of the old gunfighters in the west because a right. minigun has six barrels and you know you had you carried six guns one on each side so it stuck from that day forward from that that's awesome yeah. i like gravy
1: Yes, like graveyard stuff. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah, that is awesome. That's a cool
3: for, story. For me, I I didn't I wasn't in the military, and uh, doesn't matter. Yeah. So for me, the first time I heard <clears throat> Little Bird, Black Hawk, uh, Night Stalker was seeing Black Hawk Down. Yeah, the, the movie. Yeah. And I was like, "Oh man, that's that's a badass name, Night Stalker," and yeah. having the guns come in and just lay brass, and, and 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 I was so intrigued. And then a few years later, we had a guy come to our apartment, and he was a former Night Stalker. And, yeah. dude, I picked his brain and was talking, and then we you ended up knowing him. And I thought yes. that's that's yeah it's, Johnny. yeah, it's a small world. It's Very really small. cool. but I don't think for me it was always military movies that you watched. It was always the guys on the ground, and then that kind sure. of brought to life of. Wow, there's another. Oh yeah, and then like, um, um, what is it? Lone survivor, mm-hmm. the helicopter coming in there, and, and right. listen to that story. And the guy, the the pilot coming in there, and just like, dude, there's no way anybody can come in there. Yeah, and I think now there's there's more just out there. Of, there is, yeah, which is, is, is which is good. It is good. It is a team.
2: It I'm is. Sure. We are we are all a team. Yeah. Law enforcement. Yeah, Army, Marines, Navy. Yeah, we're and it takes a team. It takes a tribe. Yeah. To keep this country safe and to keep us free. Yeah, It
3: does. Yeah. Because uh, that we, the people on your arm, means something to it
1: us. It sure does. It, it means Absolutely. A lot. So it here's means a lot. here's something from the book, and it goes into the team. Night stalkers love to fight, fight mm-hmm. to win, and would rather die than quit. Jesus says, Greater love has no one than this mm-hmm. to lay down one's life for one's friend. You bet. Tell me 15, 13. Yep. And when you finish reading this, or you continue to read it goes into something that happened uh with you yes when when you're when you're uh when you got shot down yes sir right yes and it talks about the incident uh in somalia the black hawk you know the black hawk down yeah. a little bit it talks about the camaraderie between the operators that yes. you were serving and you how bet. they serve you in case yeah. you needed them absolutely kind of you know that team that team absolutely. Uh, that that team mentality yeah, um, never shall we leave a fallen comrade exactly and that's that's the next line oh okay yeah.
2: Yeah, that's the
1: next yeah. line it's wow, like you wrote this before. book or, like, it's, yeah. it's like you wrote this book or something that is I so mean. weird yeah no. i can't remember man too many head injuries so so the funny thing is you know talking about what happened in somalia right how yeah. the delta guys got on the ground yeah. and they knew that they were out in yep. and yeah. they knew that they were probably gonna you know that was that was it right i mean they, they went in to help the down pilot. Yep. You guys would go in to help them Absolutely. if they were in the same situation. Yeah. And now you find yourself yeah. Ironically. in that situation. Yeah. yeah. In that situation, right? Yes. Um, and it sh- turns out, uh, I'll let you tell a story, but sure. turns out just one Delta dude showed up in in, yeah. uh, in one of their trucks. Yep. Right? Sure did out in yeah. the middle of the desert. Wow. Amazing. So <laughs> yeah. can, can you, can you was, probably tell was, a little bit better than I did? That was Chaz. <laughs> so
2: <clears throat> that's his. Yeah, that's his handle. Yeah, so we we'd been busy. This was in March of 2004. I think I was on my fourth deployment at that point. Afghanistan first, and then we went to Iraq. But it was in the Fallujah Ramadi area, and it was it was the wild wild west, man. I mean, it, there were bad guys. We were hitting five six targets a night every night, <clears throat> rolling these dudes up and. Pretty much everyone was a gunfight at that time and period because they're all terrorists. who mm-hmm. we were hunting Al Qaeda. And um, yeah, the, the team had, we'd hit a target, I think our last target that night in Fallujah. And we got some intel off of that target, this other dude we were looking for. And Sergeant Major comes back to brief us and he goes, Hey, this guy's going to be at this house at 10 in the morning. Mm-hmm. And we're like, <clears throat> You know, day, daytime. daytime operation. Yeah. <clears throat> and I mean, we'll go do it, but
1: <laughs> we,
2: we're not day stalkers. We're night stalkers. <laughs> so, and just like Black Hawk down, that was a day hit. Yeah, Bad things happen. Yeah. I mean, they just yeah. do, it's, it's an inherently dangerous profession. We know the risk, but yeah. we're all willing to take that risk. Yeah. So the Sergeant Major said, Hey, you guys just, we were out east of Fallujah in a little hide side area said so you guys just sit here crank up get on the radios if we need you we'll call you it mm-hmm. just was two or three minute flight you know we could provide close air support if they need it or drop hand grenades on them all the things we did but <clears throat> anyway so they hit that target they got rolled a dude up well from him came another target <laughs> down nice. down to it was south about 15 miles in a little place called amaria and south of Fallujah. <clears throat> so now we're like, oh, Lord. And Sergeant Major goes, hey, and we've been up for days, mm-hmm. planning, flying, shooting, fighting. And Sergeant Major says, hey, you guys go back to Baghdad, get some rack. We'll go down there. We'll go kill this guy or capture him, and then mm-hmm. we'll, we'll we'll go back we'll see y'all in the morning. You know, the morning for us started mm-hmm. right at dark. Mm-hmm. So they drive down there were two panders which is an armored vehicle and then five humvee gun trucks mm-hmm. up armored they had ranger gunners up top on them and it was around it was just afternoon and heard on the radio they had had a tick and so we just through all the chaos it's just controlled chaos <laughs> Yeah. All yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> so it was probably a 10 minute flight to them, but we're like, Hey, we got to go help our brothers. Yeah. So we jumped in, took off, got on station. We're talking to them and we were probably, golly, not even a minute from, cause the troop commander had just called on the radio and says, Hey, we're going to exfil in yeah. a minute or two minutes or I don't remember what it was. So I'd, we'd been kind of circling the trucks, protecting them, the outer perimeter for those guys. <clears throat> Pardon me. this sinuses. Yeah. This junk. Mm-hmm. So I'd, I'd flown over the trucks at a very low altitude, and we kind of waved <laughs> at each <laughs> other like we always do. Yes, you know? we do what
1: you guys can't see was yeah. he didn't wave with all five fingers <laughs> you know? He just w- he just waved with that one
2: yeah yeah, yeah. so that's yeah. you the know that's wave. our comms like all right let's get out of here We're but out. i remember flying out there and my co-pilot i says hey man you get your m4 whoever's not on the controls in that helicopter your m4 is up and ready mm. and we we trained a very high standard and we can successfully accurately engage targets from an airborne platform because we've we've trained it we figured out the math and all those things but my goodness i remember the hair standing up on the back of my neck i mean there's bad guys running everywhere and who more wants to shoot down a little black helicopter so down? let me ask you a
1: question so the hair sent back your neck was, <coughs> was this the first time that you actually felt something yes. like this was yes. it because you're out of your element and yes. like doing a daytime operation versus yes. versus night all i could think about was mike durant and
2: bull yeah. and all those guys right you know and this was our first mission since october 3rd 1993 in the day and this is 2004
1: now were wow. you the only one thinking about this or oh, or, no, we or all, do you think it was the ground guys you know they worry about us and, did you guys actually talk about it or is it just no. like one of those things you don't no. say cause it's yeah. superstition. <laughs> yeah, because we don't. i read in the book <laughs> yeah. that you guys are some of the most superstitious yes. people aviators you bet we are yeah. yeah,
2: you don't. It's like you never say, My guns are humming. <laughs> oh my God, if you say that, they're gonna really? break. Okay, <laughs> I'll jam every time, man. You a guy say that and you punch him. <laughs> You're like, Don't never say that again, <laughs> not till we get on the
1: ground. that's right, yeah, sorry about that. Uh, sorry about interrupting there, but man, no. I just wanted to see if that was something that you, know, you guys actually thought about. Oh, yeah, going, going down here and I on did. That stuff.
2: Not so much in route because you're just you're so switched on and you're so focused on scanning and looking for muzzle flashes and yeah it's just harder in the daytime and I personally I hated flying in the day because <laughs> right. I was just in my element at night with night vision goggles I got over six thousand hours under Dang. night vision goggles wow and yeah and days just bad <laughs> it's just bad <laughs> like a vampire
3: <clears throat> absolutely so let me ask you this so when y'all are planning a hit. How involved are y'all as on the air support side? Of, I know what the the ground guys are doing, but what are right. what's y'all's role in planning that? We
2: we there's no better planners on the planet than the Night Stalkers. Really? And the guys, you know, they always kind of chuckle at us because we are such detailed planners. I mm. mean, we plan to the nth.
1: 30 seconds. Plus or minus 30 seconds. Well, plus or minus 30 seconds. On
2: target anywhere in the world. That's our standard. Wow. And I've watched guys crash helicopters
1: to, to get, get, get to, to get in that
2: window we call it the window plus or minus 30 seconds every mission wow. and the ground guys know that so it's life or death you it's know how far you s- said that's awesome if we that. say we're going to conduct pre assault fires at 2200 hours while well, bullets are going down range at 0000 okay mm-hmm. and they know that because they're they're waiting that 10 seconds for us to stop and then they start their assaults Wow. Or they breach, or they go to the breach, or land on roofs, or climbing ladders, or whatever. So yeah, it, it's a it's a standard that we hold near and dear, and it's you know it is very critical. But we everything, every product we make, be it a, a map or a time distance heading card or, or fuel, that item gets triple checked mm. by every, by three dudes. Okay, everything because we just have to plan to that degree mm-hmm. it's very critical to get all the synchronization and you know get everybody where they're supposed to be when they're supposed to be there yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's controlled chaos <laughs> until yeah. you know HRTOT tot time on target so yeah we we plan to the nth and as a gun guy you have to know the ground scheme of maneuver also okay because you got to know where the good guys are before you pull the trigger. Right. And you have to keep track of them. And there are different ways, you know that we can do that at night. But still, you can't be, you know, and as a firearms and tactics instructor, I always tell guys when I'm training, once you launch a bullet, there's no bringing it back. No. Not never. There's no index. You, you can't be 99.9% and I have, I was once, and thank God I didn't I put the trigger guard back down. Whew! Yeah, that was a that was a rough night. But anyway, you know, I was ninety nine point nine, yeah, and I didn't pull the trigger. So, and yeah. it was a couple of friendlies that had gotten in front of the you know the chaos of war, fought, mm. or whatever. Yeah, mm. and I came at them from a different angle, and then I I could identify them. Yeah, and I was like, oh, thank God, you know, yeah. I was. No. <laughs> but it, it's it's how we're trained, you know, training. I can't emphasize training enough, and. We talked about that a lot. Cause we were all cherries when we after nine at nine eleven we went mm-hmm. to Afghanistan and engaged, I mean, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of targets yeah. while we were operating out in that desert in the early days. And we would debrief it, you know, every every time we got back and capture that. You know, we're like, you know, it's it's just like we train. Mm-hmm. It's it's a target. Yeah. None of us you know, we didn't like taking human life, but it's our job as right. professional warriors, just yeah. like you all. But it's it's them or me, exactly. And, you know, when God knitted us in our mother's womb, our path is laid out. Yeah, and that is one of a warrior. And if you want to go, you know, go to the Old Testament. You talk about killing.
3: Yes, there was. <laughs> yes, there, there was
2: in the New Testament. But anyway, so yeah, we. We take planning very seriously and not, you know, like I said, as, as a, a close air supporter in the AH, we got to know that ground scheme maneuvering, who's going where, where are the rangers, where, yeah. where's this team going, where's these guys going, and you got to keep up with that stuff during the whole battle, because yeah. then they're calling you, hey, hey, you, this is me, fire mission over, roger that, mark the target, they'll mark it. We make sure everybody's where they're supposed to be before we pull that trigger. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just have to. Yeah, we don't want to fratricide. Yeah, because like
3: you're saying, I always tell people it's the most final thing you'll ever do Mm -hmm. is pull that trigger. Because once that, like I said, bullet's gone. Yep. There's no index. There's no. Hey, we're gonna do this again. It's the most final thing I've ever done. Yes. That's good. That's good. Nothing. You know.
2: Yeah, you got to drive that point home to to everybody, especially the young. Junior elements. guys, young guys, Junior man, they just, they have to understand that. And it comes with maturity, training, training, training.
1: Yeah. <laughs> hey, so let's circle back to that daytime operation because sure. it was an interesting read. Uh, I Thank did you. read that one. Um Let's talk about it. Cause you know, I want to talk about that, that brotherhood. Yeah. Right. You I mean, those guys that Chaz yeah. coming in by himself Yeah, to, to say, Hey, You guys want to ride? You know, jump in, right? Well,
2: it wasn't exactly what was said. So I just, like I said earlier, I just swooped the the vehicles, and I was in a climbing right-hand turn. I was about, I remember it Crystal Clear, I can't tell you what I did two hours ago, but I can tell you about 10 years ago. (laughs) But those those traumatic events, they stick in your brain, and they, they just do. Call it whatever it is, but it's just a memory for me. So I was I was climbing out, and and I just this I heard this giant explosion, and this the missile actually went about probably sixteen inches to the right of my ear. When it it was an SA16 surface to air missile, it's shoulder fired, but it's an IR seeker. It's an infrared seeker, so it seeks heat. Okay, that's what these. For jets or helicopters and it, it was a big helicopter killer over in afghanistan in the 80s when they had them they were using stingers against the russians and this was a pretty highly advanced weapon system for that part of the country that part of the world but it worked as advertised and then i just i felt the you know the aircraft shutter and you know all these lights come on bells and whistles telling you hey your engine's out or you know and i i remember thinking man i wish these doggone things would shut the hell up i know (laughs) this giant fireball just came by me (laughs) and it so what that missile does it'll get it has a proximity fuse so they can set it you know i think it's about five meters and that thing will prox or explode and then all those the design of it all those shrapnel hits the engine okay and kills it and it did so i immediately entered not a rotation that's a maneuver that we use in the helicopter if you lose the engine yeah. so you can safely get the aircraft it's just a power off landing is what it is and uh i remember the you know the temperature the winds were out of the south that day 15 to 20 knots and For where my position was, I was in the worst position I could have been to conduct an auto rotation, is (laughs) what I'm trying to say. Oh, no. Cause you don't want a tailwind, you want a headwind. It has to do with aerodynamics of the rotor system, and all that stuff. But he is way smarter than we are. Now. And uh, no, yeah, <laughs> you lost me at tailspin, yeah. auto rotation, auto
1: auto something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: So yeah. for you, for the Hilo guys out there, you know what I'll talk about, and just teach your buddies what it is. So yeah. take them up and show them, <laughs> scare the crap out of them. Yeah. But it's a controlled landing. But when you conduct the maneuver the rotor keeps spinning because of the aerodynamics and all that stuff so i entered an auto and uh and it's just it's like this table is just flat you know it's brown dirt there's there's no elevation so we would use you know a tree or a building kind of judge your height Mm -hmm. because there's other things that you have to do once you you have to get your airspeed correct you got to get the collective down so the rotors don't stop spinning You got to get on the pedals because it's going to get out of trim. So, and you're doing all these things. And it was for me, it was literally frame by frame by frame. It was slow motion. And I understand the physiological effects of our bodies under stress and what starts happening there. I was probably running at about 145 beats per minute before that thing hit. And, uh, but yeah, we start to drop adrenaline you know that great drug that we yeah <laughs> that we get when yep. we're doing the stuff that we do that's why we do it so we were and we have a radar altimeter thank god in the aircraft i remember checking it just because i needed at 75 feet you have to start a d-cell to get your airspeed slowing back mm-hmm. so and I'm an instructor pilot, so you know, thankful I've done hundreds of these autorotations training guys, and then we go out and do them just to maintain proficiency in it. And to scare people with night vision goggles, <laughs> yeah. and to scare people, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But and I was heavy; I was full of ammo, rockets, gas, and and uh, but yeah, it, it was it, it was kind of cool what your you know your body, and they say that under stress you'll you'll revert to the lowest level of training yep sure do under stress yep so 100% on that but we're you know we're the best trained aviators on the planet bar none and so at about i remember glancing at the radar altimeter and about i saw about 70 feet and i started my d-cell of course i didn't know the condition of the ground and i wanted to minimize my ground run Mm -hmm. so i I really got a big d-cell in and then at at about 20 feet, you level the aircraft and you pull initial with the collective, and that puts a little bit of pitch in those blades to kind of buffer you. Mm-hmm. And then right at the bottom, at about three to five feet, you pull the rest of your cushion, so it cushions your landing on, and then you just slide. And this is a lot of shit happening like that, I, I would imagine. It's 3.5 seconds.
3: And you're, you're, you're like going step by step by step over it, but it's,
1: <laughs> damn that is insane. I mean, I'm just, <laughs> well, just, I'm over working, you know. Just the amount of time that wow. it takes you to train that so under that real world stress with mm-hmm. everything going that 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 fog of war or chaos, sure. for you to do that, that is impressive. Yes, it is. I mean that's I impressive. don't think
2: so. I think I just did my job, yeah. you
1: know. Well, it's, it's so to non helicopter pilots and yeah. listen to this, it's yeah. it's super impressive. I'm yeah. telling you right now, that's thank yeah. you. That's uh yeah.
2: Yeah, Perfect. we and we I mean, we train, train, train. I can't talk enough about training, but that's yeah. why I was talking about earlier when we were shooting people, you know, we would discuss it, it as like Hey, it's it's just the way we train. Yeah. It's it's a target, okay? Press that target, go to the next target, go to the next target, go to the next target. Yeah. But it's because it's how we train with live people running on the ground and live ammo and, and we use control measures, you know, to keep people safe. But yeah. Anyway, back to the shoot down. And uh, I think of these things, and I have to get them out, or I'll lose. <laughs> Doc said, "Yeah, you've had too many TBIs, man. <laughs> so so don't, yeah. don't get any more." Yeah, Roger that. <laughs> so I I I remember touching down, and it was the guy, the other aircraft. He saw me. Well, he heard the explosion, and they, you know, they looked over at us, and they're like, "Oh man, there goes gravy! He's on fire!" <laughs>
1: and, <laughs> Gravy Gravy is cooking. Have (laughs) you ever heard? Have you ever ever heard? Oh no, gravy is on fire. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so (laughs) I'm 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 going to name this pot this episode. Oh no, gravy is on on fire. fire. I like
3: that. There you go.
1: (laughs) Yes,
2: sir. Yeah. So I touched down and it was a good one. I like this. Yeah. This is good. Yeah. And. You know, my, me and my co-pilot later, we talked, and, and uh, he's like, dude, that was, he said, man, it was just, I, it was smooth. It was a soft, good landing. And the other aircraft says, man, it was the best auto we'd ever seen. I said, I only had to do one. <laughs> you know, like Neil Armstrong landing on the moon. I only had to do it do once. It, yeah. <laughs> you can't screw this up, man. You get one chance. So we, I got on the ground. I was just like, oh, you know, I had that okay we're we're gonna be okay Uh you know and uh, we we slid about i remember getting out and i measured it stepped it off later about 30 meters and then we slid down a bit of a slope into some soft dirt and the skid stuck and it rolled us end over end three times one two three and i think I'm pretty sure we both lost consciousness
1: <laughs> in the yeah, crash. I don't sequence. think a helicopter is supposed to flip over <laughs> no. three times on the ground. No. Well, and. that,
2: you know, Mr. Hughes designed that aircraft to do that. that that's really, a, that's a fact. That's why it was so successful. He designed that aircraft in like 1954, 1955, and they started wow. building it. But that was a little loach in Vietnam, and those things would crash, and guys had climb i can attest to it they climb out brushing itself off but it's shaped like an egg yeah if you look at it real close and some guys call it the killer egg you know hey the killer eggs are on station cool Oh wow. and uh, but the tail boom will break off and then you're encapsulated in that that cockpit area that is all reinforced yeah, yeah. i didn't know that that's interesting. if i'd been in any other helicopter i wouldn't be here today
1: I'm really really yep Holy God, I
2: guarantee it now when i when i was talking with johnny
3: He's like, hey, it's not if you crash, it's when you crash. When you crash. <laughs> How many times do you think you've
2: crashed? I, Well, I didn't crash. I got shot down. Well, well, just let me clarify. Okay, so there,
1: so <laughs> a wow. Well, there we go. So not a, like I, I, I was, hey, don't piss know, off the <laughs>
3: night star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Alright, so that was out of
2: ignorance when I said that. So, yeah. I mean, times is the... That was the big one. Oh, that one? Yeah. But, you know, I, I did everything I could do and it was the rest of it was out of my control and... You know, we always talk about Mr. Murphy. Mm-hmm. He's always hanging out. Yes, he is. And I, in my head, and the co pilot said, Well, I got kids, but he said, when, as we started to, you know, I could, I grew up cowboying, breaking horses and mm-hmm. riding Bronx. So, you know, that horse goes down, you get way back in the stirrups. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, I felt, I found myself doing that because I could just feel us coming up over. Yeah. And the co said, I threw my arm out in front of like him like to a do. kid. I'll save you from <laughs> – I'm not
3: kidding. I remember my mama, my mama doing that to me oh, when yeah? I was in the car. Mm-hmm. Right? I was kidding.
2: Uh-huh. Yeah. Anyway, so it's those things that get instilled into us as young people. But, yeah, I had I had hit the door frame. I was in the right seat and somewhere in the tumble, and it had actually cracked my helmet. Dang. And I told the guys, I said, hey, uh, let's lose that helmet <laughs> because <laughs> – I If an aviator loses consciousness, you get automatically grounded for two years. Oh. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I probably shouldn't say anything about <laughs> that, but it is what it is. Yeah. But our docs, we got the best medical staff on the planet with all, you know, with mm-hmm. the rest of the units out there. And they, you know, we, they have full faith and confidence in our abilities right. to assess our own self. Yeah. and you know we i told the docs hey I'm, i'll am i be good you know just please don't take me on flight status because yeah. i'm afraid i might miss something yeah right <laughs> so, <laughs> i want to come back and shoot some more bad guys <laughs> but it, and looking back it probably was not the right thing to do mm-hmm. but it's just how we're all driven yeah. and I, i'm not kidding man we just we didn't want to leave once we got over there and we couldn't wait to get back when we we're at home it's now how old were you
3: at this at this time
2: oh goodness that was in oh four so i was 43 years old okay. when that happened okay but uh and i i think i write about it but i was i was in the best physical condition i'd ever been in in my life okay and uh and it, it's expected mm-hmm. and you know it's just it's just the professional thing to do is to stay in good shape stay in the gym i mean you guys know you you know you got to go work out and prepare your bodies for those high stress times with no sleep no food thirsty hot cold or whatever and it just aids in you know in the person that is operating at that at that level at that time yeah so i kind of came to and it was you know dust filled the cockpit and i i just i started that check anytime a man's in a traumatic you know a car wreck or whatever man you start that okay let me move my feet yeah toes work okay legs kind of work yeah i dislocated my both of my shoulders Mm. oh and uh of course that and then i'd hit the door frame at that point man adrenaline's just going man Mm -hmm. that's and and that's what keeps you going in those events yeah especially when you're hurt just talking to other fellows that have been shot or shot right. down, and I, so I kind of did the check, you know, and I looked over at my copilot. He had blood all over his face, and I was like, "Oh man, you know, did he get shot? Did he get right? What, what's going on?" And I didn't know at the minute, at that moment, but the when I came to, I kept hearing this pop, popping, pop, pop, pop. I'm like, "What in the world's that popcorn?" I mean, it sounded like popcorn. And I was like, oh, crap, man, that's my ammo cooking off Oh. Right my seat. <laughs> oh, so now I really know I'm on fire. Oh, gosh. Because <laughs> if that 7, that, you know, 2,000 rounds, of 7.62 link and the ammo can's mm. cooking off, the fires are getting really close. Oh, man. So I, I look at my co-pilot, and I'm trying to assess him. And I, I do, I remember I reached out, I grabbed my rifle, and I said, hey, I said, meet me. I pointed cause we we're inverted. We came to rest upside down mm. and I said, meet me over here because mm. you don't want to meet in the front of an armed aircraft. Cause if a rocket goes off or a bullet goes off then <laughs> you'll stop it. So it was <laughs> maybe just a, that was, a, <laughs> that's just a gun gun guy rule. And with any weapons, you know, don't, don't yeah. sweep your mates. So I, I grab my rifle. I crawl out <clears throat> and now I see it, man, that the, the 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 cargo area, right in the back by the ox tank where the minigun can set, it was just it was engulfed in flame, mm. and I was like, "Holy crap, man! Did this just happen?" <laughs> <laughs> and well, and the first thought in my mind was Mogadishu, three October, nineteen ninety three, Black yep. Hawk down, yeah. little black helicopter down. Mm. So my my first. Mission was to secure the area around the aircraft, mm-hmm. make sure there weren't because we were only about three hundred meters from the bad guys. Now, the other AH is shooting, the Delta guys are shooting. There is a gunfight started back up. Wow! And they're trying to protect us. So, I, I do kind of get around and and check the area, make sure we're secure, make sure none of those dudes are trying to run up on us. And I I look for my copilot. I was like, man, where is he? You know where he was awake when I crawled out. So I, I kind of trot over there and I get down and I look at him. Of course, he's hanging upside down. And I said, hey, I said, get out. It's on fire. <laughs> and he he was in shock. Of course, I was too. And he just kind of nodded his head in the vertical. And so I, I got back out. I could hear him shooting. You know, they were getting it on <clears throat> over in that little ville. And kind of did another sweep, and I look, he's not out. So I'm like, crap! Now the fire is at the seats, the pilot seats. Mm -hmm. So I go back around, I get on the ground, I crawl in there, and the the fire is literally licking at his arm, his outside Mm -hmm. arm. Dang! So I said, look, dude, we we got to go. So I just reached up, you know, little aircraft belts and Mm -hmm. I pulled the latch (laughs) (laughs) He drops head down and then he kind of like oh hey (laughs) what's up I just grabbed him and I jerked him just jerked him out of there There. on top of me and then then he kind of he was crawling I was pulling and we get out we set up about probably 30 meters to the three o'clock of the aircraft and a little defilade and um we look back a couple times, and, I mean, it, it's burning now. And when, you know, aluminum and all those metals start burning, there's no putting them out. Yeah. <laughs> and so then I, I I tell him I put him in a prone facing north. I'm on a knee facing east. <clears throat> I was a little bit, I think, you know, just not as messed up as he was. He had mm-hmm. hurt his back real bad, of course, head injury. Mm-hmm. And uh I don't know how long. We sat there, but I hear this truck, and I go, "Hey, I say, hey man, I got action my twelve o'clock." So he kind of scoots up, scoots around. He gets up on, the knee, and I'm on the knee, and I am on knee, and I look at him. I said, "Look, let's put both eyes on this. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about it before we do any engagement because mm-hmm. we're kind of jacked up, you're <laughs> right? You know, you are no. not one hundred percent. No, but I, you know, I wanted to make sure we didn't get a blue on blue engagement." Mm-hmm. <clears throat> So that I hear the truck, and now I see this head kind of bouncing because he was running. There's a ball cap, and I see a beard. <laughs> then I see a kit, and America, i was like, "Oh, that's Chaz." <laughs> I said, "All right." <laughs> and he and he kind of stops and he looks at us. And later on, several months, we were in a chow hall one time, and I saw him. We were talking. I says, "Hey, man," I said, "You remember running up to us?" And he goes, "Yeah." He says, "I stopped." And he said, "How in the hell did those Rangers get there so quick?" And then he's like, "Oh, that's Gravian <laughs> co pilot, because <laughs> we wore just you know camp, desert yeah. camis, and mm-hmm. we were all you know that's that's what we trained to do, and and right. we're all expert in firearms and tactics, and we don't ever want to be a liability to the yeah. ground force. We want to be an asset. Yeah.
1: So uh, that's awesome. On that, so you know, always ask the military and the SWA guys." tactics, right? Mm-hmm. And not get into tactics, but like do you change? Like did you guys change your tactics after this? Is there something that you guys, I mean, I'm sure you guys learned plenty of what we did wrong on this or sure. you know, but you know, are you changing to fit what you're seeing?
2: No, I I don't I think and I to this day I feel that we did everything right and other than it being daytime and sometimes you just have
1: to go during the I mean, the day. you have to go when you have to yes, go. I mean, got there's, to, there's no way around that. The there.
2: guys know that we're coming, and right. we know that they're coming. And in the second day mission in 06, we lost to AH, and both guys were killed mm. and a day hit. Mm. So, again, high-value target. Right. We know the risk, but we're going to go. So I see Chaz, and, and uh, he runs up to us. Of course, he puts his arms around. He's like, "Man, we thought you guys were dead." Mm. I said, "No, we, we ain't dead." <laughs> and, I don't but, think I am, and uh, I, and I don't remember it. But he said, "Yeah," he said, "You asked me for a fire extinguisher." <laughs> he said, "I," he said, "I," he said, "Greg, look." <laughs> he said, there, that there's no saving that helicopter." <laughs> and I mean, it was fully it's engulfed, barbecued. and bullets were cooking off, and oh. and I had seventeen pound rockets on board. And that was actually one of my concerns because I didn't know what those things would do when they, if they caught on, when they caught on fire, would they explode? Would they go off? They never did anything. They just yeah. sat there and burned. So, Taz asked me, he "Goes, well, what do you want to do?" I said, "I want to go find that son of bitch and I'm gonna kill him." <laughs> he goes, "Get in a truck. <laughs> Get in the truck." So we loaded up, and the gunfight had kind of there was a lull, and we got back and brief sergeant major up troop commander so we got online and we assaulted the bill all (laughs) right yeah i mean it was it was crazy and i remember looking left you know you you have that kind of pause that tactical pause in your brain you're like okay let me get gathered up and okay i'm watching my sectors i'm in the right side got my rifle ready and and I looked to the right and I looked to the left, and I was, you guys aren't old enough probably, but there used to be a show on TV. that's called Rat Patrol. Uh-huh. You remember that? Yeah. Well, I just, I was like, man, this is just like Rat Patrol. These guys <laughs> driving around the desert in their <laughs> gun jeeps, yeah. shooting Germans. Uh-huh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? I was like, okay, back to work. Yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah, we attacked, and then our truck and the truck next to us got stuck in the mud. <laughs> under under fire and it was it was just a calamity i swear baby was really chasing you that day worst day ever (laughs) yeah yeah so you know we got got that under fire guys maneuver the other vehicles around hook a snatch strap pull us out (laughs) go to the next one then we finally but i wanted to go to that building two of the guys saw the shot they and they started to suppress immediately with 50 cal and I said, look, I, I really want to get up there to see if there's any evidence, any dunnage,
1: any. And Just had, for the weapon system they yes, used, right, to see yeah. if you could.
2: And both got, well, one guy said, because each each one of those missiles leaves a distinct trail. It's gray or dark corkscrew, big corkscrew, small corkscrew. Mm-hmm. He said, dude, it was an SA-16. I said, wow. Okay. So we get in there. We clear the building. And and. uh Get up there, and there's nothing there. Nothing. Hmm. And, yeah, the guy, I got a theory about it, but who knows. But, yeah, he was he was patient. He knew what he was doing. And we were the – so <clears throat> you draw a line from Fallujah to Ramadi down to Triangle. Amaria. We call it the Devil's Triangle.
1: Yeah, you can read it. I and read uh, that last yeah. night, man. I read that last night. Yeah,
2: and there, we were the eighth helicopter to be shot down. In wow. that triangle, we're, I, I'm pretty sure we're the only ones that survived oh, wow. an engagement. Yeah, there have been a couple of Chinooks killed, everybody on board, and mm. some mm-hmm. Black Hawks, I think a couple of Marine helicopters. But anyway, and I just think the it was a dude running around with some SA 16s that had been provided by some other government <laughs> to yeah. get back at us. Yeah.
1: So you mentioned earlier, you're an expert. Firearms tactics, mm-hmm. right? Or yeah. you know, it's what you were, were, we're talking about. And then you know, after um, they came and got you guys, you guys are on the ground, boots on the ground, with these guys, yeah. kind of clearing, you know, making the way to the house. And it's funny you said that because I look here in the book, and there's a picture of you uh, shooting from a doorway of a vehicle. Mm-hmm. Right? You have your M4 out. You're shooting from the yeah. doorway of the vehicle. It says, "Coke teaching an LE class for tag. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, so you guys are cross trained. Yes. To do tons of stuff, yes, sir. Right, yeah. So awesome. and, part of the job. And I'm, I'm assuming you get trained by, yeah. the guys that you're flying around. You bet. Yeah, wow. that's sure cool. do. That's awesome. Yeah. So you guys are actually better than them. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was. An, I'm an Ipsic
2: shooter. I can shoot just as good, if not better, than some of the guys. So, and they, I, I'm an anomaly. And and uh, but yeah, I I was always shooting with the fellas, and that's good. And and I learned, and they took me under their wing. <clears throat> And I shot competitively. I shot with the AMU for a little while, Army Marksmanship unit. And uh but yeah, I would learn and then I'd bring that back to the unit. Then I would I set up training and teaching. And then when that's those awesome. guys came wow. that's awesome. They'd take us out to the range when I mean we spent half our time at Fort Bragg anyway. But yeah, we're we were always out. So how many L E classes have you taught? Hundreds. Really? Wow. Hmm?
3: So did you start off teaching with Kyle or Yes, you did.
1: Okay.
2: Yeah, I did. That's awesome. Yeah.
1: Kyle and I go way. Yeah, way, you back. guys in this book are like thick as thieves, man. Yeah, he's they, a hoot.
2: So it, it was <laughs> there's next, some good Kyle stories there. Yes, that yes. I, that,
1: that, that my
3: son a few years ago uh, for a college class had to watch a movie, a, a real life movie, uh, and then talk about it and and stuff. So he picked Black Hawk Down. Ah, uh. and so uh, I reached out to Dan Broco. So I said, Hey, you you know Kyle, or anyway any way? And he's like, Yeah, yeah. So my son calls him. Man, I was fascinated of yeah. the stories that he was telling my son, and just how much he engaged my son. He didn't know my son, no. And my no. son was so impressed with just his mannerisms, just how courteous he was, and sure. and I was super impressed. And I saw him at Shot Show, like I think a few months later, and mm-hmm. I, I was so thankful just for what he what he did for heck, yeah. for that, and, yeah. and just the story that he wanted to tell, and things that heck I didn't know because he was actually there so some of the things yeah. in the movie because that was one of the questions yeah. like hey what's yeah. what's different and it was really interesting so uh, cool yeah.
1: no and a couple of years ago he uh, he spoke at uh, at our conference mm-hmm. yeah. Uh-huh. yeah he yeah. spoke uh, yeah. were you there for that one no i wasn't what yeah.
2: i just had i think a hip replaced
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> So, don't say that. That makes <laughs> yeah. you sound old. Yeah. Don't say that.
2: I'm not, you know. Yeah. I'm so,
1: still again, pretty fit.
3: Well, but, you look like you can still take care of business.
1: Yeah, maybe, yes, sir. So. I'm going to go back to the pictures because, you know, reading's difficult. Yeah, picture for But hey, there's a that's picture. That's why there's over 80 in there. there for my weird. Marine buddies out there, <laughs> <laughs> the crayon eaters. Crayon yes. eaters? Yeah. No, man.
2: I love them. Yeah. I love them. Yeah. Yeah, is this space. on audio
3: yet? Because I'm really. Oh, yes. Yeah,
2: it's on
1: Audible. Yeah. So you can read to me yes i do i read it too i read the
3: book i'm gonna do that
1: (laughs) so i'm flipping through and there's a picture of you sitting on the skids holding your m4 oh yeah and dad center your your plate carries a dallas Dallas police department patch yes sir did you wear that over there yeah i
2: did Uh, Cool. we do a lot of training all over the country but Mm -hmm. we we started here in the dfw metro back in the 90s and it's just a great place to train yeah And I'd coordinated with the major SWAT units here in the metro, Dallas Fort Worth to begin with. Met those guys, but yeah, I would integrate them into our training, use them as role players, and you know they were just an. You guys are an asset, man, and Mm -hmm. you know you helped us. We'd help y'all, and I think you know you'd get out to the range, do a little shooting with the guys, and yeah, yeah, just you know trying to help law enforcement with our experiences, and you know to make make you better. Yeah. That's awesome. and, and then to pass that on to the next generation of warriors and the next, and it just keeps going on. So yeah.
3: it's cool. Cause we, we've had some guys that have done some stuff overseas and they've had our patch and yeah. you know, sent pictures back and we'll frame it and, oh, yeah. and things like that.
2: Yeah, um, yeah, they had uh, Dallas SWAT had sent me one of their patches and, i said yeah man i i'll wear it on the next rotation fort worth and i think San Mm Antonio, houston yeah yeah i just it it just it was good for those guys you know and Mm -hmm. i wanted to honor them because they're you know they're they're back here protecting
3: us (laughs) you know so
2: heck yeah we're we're in this fight together
3: now have you been to our conference before Yes, uh, you have. Okay, mm-hmm. I don't know how I've been such a dumbass and never. No, you're <laughs> I, don't,
2: I don't know how that. I'm means. quiet and I just literally kind of... a dumbass.
0: <laughs> no,
3: well, have you not. met him before? <laughs>
1: Oh yeah, we go way
2: back.
3: Yeah, you know, yeah, we way back yeah. Since, yeah, so like yeah, I'm married to
1: his mom, you know.
0: <laughs> yeah,
3: okay. And we went to different schools so, together. So
1: with that, we gotta clarify: you're here with your lovely wife, yes, yes right? Edie. And dude, she is awesome. Oh, she is you. awesome. She's a blessing. Somebody came up yesterday. I was talking to you and her, and somebody said something smart, and she goes, "Well, I'm his mom." Yeah. You know, pointing to me, and I was like, "Yeah, mom." So I reached over and I hugged her, I was yeah. like, "I was like, yeah, mom." And the Family, guy, man. yeah, and the guy was like, "Oh." oh. oh Oh. Okay, and he just kind of walked off. That's, yeah, that's funny. Yeah. That's She's funny. pretty sharp.
3: So, in the past conferences, what have, have you been? Other books or
1: no? No, I I would
2: come and uh, from the training aspect, I work for a firearms. I've been in the firearms industry for years and, years and years and years, and yeah, just testing and engineering and. But I yeah, I'd come to these and you know try to help help you guys with latest and greatest. Tactics, techniques, weapons, technology—you know all those types of things—and then I developed the harm program: helicopter, aerial, rifle marksmanship. Okay. Years ago, in the ninety early nineties, mm-hmm. but I was fortunate and got to meet a no kidding rocket scientist. Oh wow! And uh, Doc Lyman, he's a ballistician, and he—we got the the card that if you do what we tell you to do we guarantee a first shot hit at 100 yards and 60 knots out of a helicopter on a static target wow so i would start pushing i actually have done a couple classes at the dallas pd range Mm -hmm. had swat guys from all over the country Mm -hmm. i think on a couple of them Mm -hmm. yeah you know it's you know i tell them i've worked with you know, Arizona, California, New York, just all over. It's, it's a tool for the tool bag. Yeah. It's right. not something that you're going to, Right. but if you got the card and you got your stuff, you can be successful.
3: Well, and the first time you don't want to do it is test day. No. You're like, no. Okay. <laughs> yeah. How
2: far is 13 feet? <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Right. Because right. you have
3: to lag the
2: target. Yeah. It's just different in guys' minds until you do it and see yeah. it. And you're like, oh, okay. I got
3: it. Right. So we have a SWAT competition every year. Mm-hmm. And a couple of years ago, we had it at Tiger Valley in Waco. I was in Waco. And TJ, yeah, TJ, yeah, yeah TJ Filling, uh-huh. good yeah, friend of mine. He's one of our, he's one of our old snipers. Old Garland yep, guy. He's a, he's a Garland guy. Yeah. yeah. Good so, dude. oh yeah, great guy. And one of the events was helicopter with the sniper flying and stuff like that. And I yeah. thought, man, that was that was a cool event. Uh,
2: I didn't participate because I'm not a sniper, but sure,
3: those guys did, and it was yeah. really neat.
2: Yeah. Um, so. And I teach the pilots. I mean, I, I that. teach. That do you everybody. still do that? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I did a big class up in Kentucky a few years ago for Kentucky State Police, and we had, man, we had guys from Tennessee, from DEA, from yeah, it was a big, big class.
3: We'll be in the Region yeah. Seven training coordinator. Well, there
2: you go for this region. Yeah. I, me and you need to talk about. I this. work for free.
3: Wow. Okay,
2: that's you know what we can totally afford that. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Hey, I'm giving back. Well, good. Okay. Well, it is, and it's it's important to me, and it's near and dear to my heart. And And I I, I want, I mean, I've been doing this for years. I I can tell just
3: by your demeanor, your passion, the way you're, you're talking that, that that it means something. And and every guy that we've had on so far, that's, that's what I've taken it. And that's, Uh, you can just tell guys that are in it. mm -hmm. It's their lifestyle. You're never off duty. You're never not a warrior. And, And I, and I, and I love that until God calls me home. Yep. It, I'm still yeah. chasing that. You bet. Like you said
1: we're brothers of the cloth. Yeah, for sure. For sure. For sure. No, like All those. So I got something here. Chapter 27. Oh Lord. No. <laughs> Chapter 27. Staying on course. Ah, huh? right. Yes, sir. So upon the return from nine combat tours in six years, he was hurting pretty good, both physically and mentally. His training relationship with his family was stretched taut like a big fat rubber band that was stretched so tight that everybody was afraid to touch. Yeah, or to go near, the thing could have give out at any second. Yes, sir. When you returned home, after reading some of this, mm-hmm. physically you were broken down. Yep, and also mentally. Yes. What did you do, and when did you realize that you needed help or to talk? Oh, that yeah, that's
2: well. I, for Greg Coker, it was alcohol. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it it would help dull that pain. It was. Because as a as a warrior, you know, and especially in a unit like that, you don't want your mates mm-hmm. to know you're hurting, mm-hmm. and they they saw it, mm-hmm. they they did, and you can only do it for so long, and I probably went too long. Yeah, and they actually a couple of them had talked to me there at the towards the end when I retired. That they're like, "Hey, man, you know, you're becoming a liability." Mm-hmm. I said, "I know it. Thank yeah. you." And uh, but yeah, we just had that man to man. Mono, mono mono discussion and that's when i was like well i got one more tour and i'm done but i did not want to be a liability man right. i did you know and i was thinking well if we go down again am i going to be able to get out am i going to be able to yeah. you know i can sit there and move the controls but the rest of my body was so was it more broken. the
1: teammates that that kind of drove you down that road to like to make the change or was it was it, was it home or
2: yeah it was all it's all inclusive yeah 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 and i i was i was just a i was just a mean angry man at mm-hmm. that point yeah. i was i was hurting and you know and you, you'd come home for 90 100 days and drink yourself to sleep and then yeah. head back over for another 90 100 days and you know that stops and then you come back home and so yeah it was i was actually aviators have to do a flight very intense flight physical every year t- during your birth month so that's when you do your flight physical and I had gone in in 2005, and uh, Doc Chasty, and I was sitting there talking to him, and I just, man, he saw it. I mean, everybody saw it but me. Right. And I didn't want to say anything. I didn't want to be branded with the C, you mm-hmm. know, the crazy C on my forehead. Yep. And get fired or lose my job or whatever the case, because I, I love doing what I do. Yeah. And I love the guys. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just broke down. I mean, I just had a meltdown right there with Doc Chasty. Yeah, and we sat there for about two hours and talked to him. Then we he walked me across the street to our psychs. We have them there on the compound. It's not because we're all crazy.
0: <laughs>
2: it's
1: it's to help us and yeah. help
2: our families. And you know, so what like, year?
1: What year was this? 05. So was there still kind of a stigma? Mm-hmm. like i mean you know because now we're trying to get into like hey if you need help let's talk to somebody yeah. and, oh no man you know mm-hmm. and people like yeah. you know like we're taught to like watch out for our fellow mates like hey man yeah. you know brandon here man he needs to talk to somebody i'm yeah. worried about him yeah you, you know, should be well, yeah. well, for for other reasons brandon <laughs> you can call me anytime oh, thanks. <laughs> That's <crazy>. thank
2: you <laughs> no there, that was it and they're just You know, it wasn't out there, and the op tempo is just unbelievable. It's just your go, go, go. And, oh, by the way, when you get home, guess what you're doing? You're training. Yeah. Because there's new guys coming in, or there's go support rangers, or this people, or these. So there's no downtime, so to speak. I I
3: see guys in your profession a lot just in the the blessed spot that I have with TTPOA and with being on SWAT. And one of the things when I get to talk with 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 guys like you and they're at my house or, mm-hmm. or we're just it's just us, I'll always think, man, the gratitude that I have and the gratitude that people just just don't know what they don't know. Right. Because y'all get road hard and put up wet. Yeah, man. Y'all really do. Yeah. And it's it's yeah. it's
2: there's no, it's and like, and here's your is, flag. Thank you for the yeah. verse.
3: And, and, <laughs> okay, and you joyfully do it and you want to do it, yeah. but it comes that point is, man, yeah, every you know, man has a breaking point. You
2: have to look inward and yeah. you're, ex- that's what I was just getting ready to say. Every man has a point where he's, he breaks. Yeah, he
3: does. And, and all, I mean, and that's, what's a good thing. And I'm, and I'm glad we're talking about that because it used to be a stigma.
2: Oh yeah, man. I've had to
3: go to the site twice <laughs> for on duty shooting sure. for shootings. And, That was a hard thing the very first time, and I always tell guys now because in our department we have a a program now Mm -hmm. for these guys and and and, and, and stuff. But and I always when you talk with someone, it's it's now. Hey, you got to get that out. You got to be human.
2: You got to man
3: because if not, you're the animal that you go have to chase.
2: Yep. That was my problem. I kept pushing it down, pushing it down, pushing it down. You cannot do that so over the years now i've learned and the command and our docs and medics they you know they supported it and they're like we didn't know yeah (laughs) no know, know, greg's just yeah he limps around the compound limps out to the helicopter gets in straps on goes shoot people you know
3: (laughs) you're exactly right i had chuck pressburg out for a class ah Uh,
2: no chuck yeah and that's wh- right he was just here yeah he
3: called and he's gonna he's gonna be here he uh, he's teaching this weekend oh cool yeah so he'll be i think he gets in maybe tonight
2: yeah i think he and cooley cooley called me too. yeah he's coming in
3: yeah so part of his class at the very end is he talks about just what you're talking about hey man i, I was going 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 yeah and then all of a sudden man i'm i'm not the same chuck i was no and, and i pushed all this down pushed all it down pushed all it down and he's telling this story and man I'm emotional now. I can watch Rocky. I can watch all these shows. Yeah, and it's like, oh man, oh, yeah. This is, What's this warm, salty, yes, wet stuff? Exactly. My eyes are sweating here, man. <laughs> yeah. So Who are these I, allergies? Yeah, are yeah but I mean, I'm in this class, uh, and man, I'm tearing up and and stuff. So yeah. later we go on, we go out to dinner that night, and and I'm listening to him. We're, we're talking even deeper, and man, and I was like, man, I appreciate that because guys need to hear that because yeah. y'all are, at our level, yes, especially. and and it's because. If a man like y'all have those issues, Mm -hmm. then it it humbles me to go, okay, hey. It's okay. Yes, it's okay. It's not, and it's no offense to the banker or the guy who is in sales, but we just do a different thing. There's only two professions that are asked to take someone's life in an honorable way. It's military and law enforcement. And if you're not willing to do that. You're in the wrong business. Yeah. Like you said, biblically. Yeah. You know what, King David and his men, <laughs> yep. they slayed a lot of people you know, King David. righteously.
2: Yes, they did. We're not just— In the name of God. Yes. Look and, at the Crusaders yes. for 300 years. Yeah,
3: so—and I think that's—men need to know that.
2: Yeah, uh, I agree. Yeah, so. That's that's one of the—you know, people asked kyle asked, and Kyle Lamb wrote the intro to the book, which I was very honored to— mm-hmm. I was about half afraid to ask him. He <laughs> was like, absolutely gravy. I'd be honored. Mm-hmm. But I, I was very honored by that. And, uh, yeah, and we all, you know, we had our rough spots. And, mm-hmm. again, it goes back to alcohol, scripts, not doing what you should be doing as a man. You know, we all, we make mistakes. And, you know, looking back, we all do things. You know, all actions are not good sometimes. Right. And, And uh, yeah, so I talk about it in depth and detail because I think it's very important today and there's, man, there's help out there. And I tell law enforcement, military, man, call me. I don't care if it's two or three in the morning and and I get those calls. I've had calls, hey, I'm sitting here and I'm empty bottle of jack my forty five one bullet I'm like whoa 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 man yeah. just stop right there yeah. where are y'all you? well, because you've
1: been you. through it man I mean yeah. you know exactly what that person is going yeah. through I've know? been
2: there with a finger on the trigger you uh, know yeah and you go to those dark places and it just it was truly I never lost hope because I'm a very faithful Christian man. Right. And that's what I've noticed or that's what I've identified with my buddies that have taken their life and I talk about it a bunch in there that they lose hope. And yeah. once a man loses hope, especially a warrior, it, mm. you're done. Yeah, And you don't have, you know, you'll quit. And I just don't get it. The, you know, the guys that are level, you know, intelligent, professional, you know, why do they do this thing, man? Mm. It's And I had talked to him. I I've talked never, to
1: Leon. I've never heard anybody say they lose hope. And that is, that's absolutely right. Mm-hmm. I mean, that just, that just, that sums everything up. Yeah. yeah. These people lose hope. They do. That is yeah. it, man. And it's just
2: as bad in if, in law enforcement that it is in military, and you know it's just ah, it just breaks my
1: heart. bit. I mean, my agency, we've had six, five or six, Gosh don't you know, go like man. over the years. Yeah, you know, and, yeah. and 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 again, you try to figure out why. Yeah, but and you can't figure it out. But mm-hmm. I mean, just you you saying they they lost hope. They lose hope in whatever yeah. aspect yep. they lost hope, and you know it. It's a uh, it's one of those things, and you yeah, it's know. a
2: defeat for us, yeah. for brothers of the cloth, the warrior class. It's yeah. you know, guy, I failed. You know, I failed. I failed. Failure is one of our biggest oh. you know enemies. Yes, it <laughs> we is. don't like to fail. Type A dudes yeah. do not want we're to fail. All, right? We're yeah. all Type A plus. Yeah. yeah, this is what our docs told us. <laughs> so, there's what Type about- A's and there's A pluses, and that's you guys. Okay. So,
1: what about uh, HPT? Is that still? Horsepower therapy yeah man yeah yeah
2: man uh former night stalker good buddy of mine brian russell we started that i don't know four or five years ago and we we had talked about it. he'd been a hot rod guy i've been a hot rod guy grew up on quarter mile drag strips when i was a kid my dad and his brothers ran top fuel funny cars and you know in being in the army one you can't afford it because <laughs> we don't do it for the pay right, right? yeah <laughs> yeah and uh but yeah after we retired and yeah we kind of we had very highly enhanced camaros and uh but we want to do something to pull bring vets together well what better way than cars man i mean who doesn't love a hot rod or a fast right. car
1: there's that drilling bro
2: yeah just the adrenaline we we continue to chase that yeah. i mean i love getting on the drag strip band put my helmet visor down watching those lights and you know, it's only seven seconds, but it's
1: still, right. <laughs>
2: you know, I'm testing, yeah. going fast, and but I'm in control, I think, a
1: little bit. Yeah, <laughs> we hope. Yeah. yeah. But,
2: yeah, we, we bring vets together and talk about cars. Brian, he just he's in Huntsville, Alabama. Of course, I'm in Graham, Texas, but he just finished a garage. So oh, you're in Graham, we, Texas? Hmm? Yeah, I'm okay. in Graham. We have yeah, a
3: guy on our team that's from Graham.
2: Really? Mm-hmm. I'll be darned. Yep. You guys come out and visit. I got a range, 500-yard, really? flat range, yeah. Lots of steel. All right.
1: Lots of pigs. Well, I mean, you're also doing the, um, um, the is it the charity hog hunts? Yes. Fly yeah. Young uh, County and, Water uh, Ranch. Uh, yeah. yeah. We just,
2: about three weeks ago, we just had our ninth annual helicopter hog hunt that we do every oh, year. Oh, yeah. And we bring in, we had like 100 people this year. It was, Dang. we had vets from, we had active duty rangers. We had former regimental command sergeant major. I mean, it was cool, and I brought a buddy down, but I fly for them. I've been flying for them for years. Mm-hmm. And another guy on the committee of Young County War Rants, he was a ranger. I was just Command Sergeant Major James Pippen. He lives there in Graham, and, uh, yeah, he pulled me in some years ago to help them fly and fly these dudes around it's it, it's cool That's, though it's
3: Garrett, i think we need a podcast location yeah we do. we do yeah and we can i'll get you guys ads.
1: out i think we Dude, I'm not do kidding. That. that has got to be the best feeling in the world when you're doing the HPT, doing the like yeah. the charity hog hunts helping the guys
2: yeah. yes right yeah i've had guys come up for years i i used to fly the one down in ennis mm-hmm. the helicopters for heroes mm-hmm. it's a big big one but yeah, and both of them. I've had guys come up to me at the end, you know, and they're like, "Hey, Chief, Coke, Greg, whatever, thank you. You you saved my life. Wow, that's an awesome and thing." I'm like, dude, that's why I do it. Yeah, you know, I had two two kids, one year. I call them kids. They were 19 and 20. One was a Marine, one an Army guy. Both of them double leg amputees at the mm-hmm. hip. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh. And their mothers brought them to the helicopter hog hunt. And so they're like, "Hey, gravy! How are we going to secure these guys? at The aircraft—they <laughs> don't have any legs." And I like—I got Velcro, Hermon Iron Tape, and 550 cord. Don't worry about it. I will get them secured in the helicopter. <laughs> so, and we did. That's and awesome. I mean, we we had a hoot. That's and great. these two young men and her mom's walked up after I landed, and they. We all had tears in our eyes, and I said, "This is the first time in two years we've seen these young guys smile."
3: Wow, first time. That's gonna so light you up inside, like yeah. chill bumps. You know yeah, right? yeah. And coming that, that's from what someone we, who didn't have hope for a while, and now yeah. you have it, and you're giving
2: a little spark yeah. of hope to yep. someone. Just know? planting seeds. Yeah, planting seeds, yeah. and it's you know at, at Young County, it's it's faith based, and and. Uh, but yeah, it just I saw so many guys. Some guys had not seen each other in twenty years. They came from all lost contact, came from all over the country, and had gone to Ranger School together oh, twenty five wow. years ago. Man, it was just cool to watch old warriors come together and yeah. and young ones and new ones. We had af- active duty guys, Rangers. We bring them in, and it's uh, yeah, just the brotherhood, man. Reconnecting yeah, in those it's, lifelong
1: friendships. That yeah. you know, it's cool. Yeah, that's cool. I like that. I like hearing
2: that. Yeah, there's there's no friendship like one forged in combat. Mm-hmm. I don't care, law enforcement, military. Mm-hmm. I mean, you guys getting gunfights and, but yeah, there there's just none. You just
3: suffering brings yes, bond and, and hardship brings bond. It does that you just can't replace. And
2: it's simply about the love. Yeah. I mean, we love each other. Yeah, and yeah, you can't take that away. Yeah, no, and and, and that's we're a tribe. Yeah, and people that. People, most people
3: just can't understand that. No, which is fine because that's yeah. not how they're built. Like, I can't understand complex math. That's just, <laughs> that's just me. Yeah. You
1: know, or, or yeah. simple, <laughs> or simple math. Yeah,
3: yeah. Or sometimes speaking the English language. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, I sound like Joe Biden sometimes. Yeah. I'm like, what the hell am I yeah. saying?
2: What did I just say? Yeah. <laughs> where am I?
3: I said this shit. What the hell? <laughs> yeah.
2: So, uh, yeah, bless your heart. Yeah,
3: <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That, yep. Yeah. Now, are you yeah. from
2: Texas? No, I I grew up. My dad was in the military. He
3: said, "Bless your heart, I'm like, you're Southerner." Yeah, so, yeah,
2: yeah. I've I've spent the majority of my life in Texas now. Okay. So, right. yeah, 22 years in the army, and I came back here. I had kin folk here when I was young. I graduated. I was born in California. Dad was stationed out there at the time, okay. and he was he did 30 years in the Air Force, and he retired as a command chief. Uh-huh. Master Sergeant E nine and I, I pick on him all the time. He lives here in Arlington. I said, I still outrank you pop.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, load
3: that trailer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he will, man. He's awesome. eighty
2: four years young, man, and he just doesn't stop. That that's good. Yeah, my my it's, dad's it's like cool. that too. He just
3: yeah. doesn't stop always working and and, and. So yeah. you you were a cowboy? You yep. did cowboys? Yeah,
2: sure yeah. did. Rodeoed professionally and really. Yeah, I wrote calves and bulldogged, and Damn. yeah, I loved it again. It's that adrenaline, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Looking back, I was like, Oh, I know why I did that stuff, you know. You we were born for this, yeah, yeah. yeah I just, I didn't wonder you it had it
3: TBI, <laughs> <laughs> right?
1: Well, yeah. I got a few of those, yeah. Yeah. you had that before you, yeah, did. yeah. 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 <laughs> oh man,
3: wow, well, mm, prank so, call, prank call. So, if someone wanted to train with you or someone wanted to do the charity so how would they Mm -hmm. go about doing that
2: oh they can you you can email me yes or anything pardon you have a website or no i've got one for the book death waits in the dark you can contact me through there and it's on facebook it's i'm on facebook gregory coker Uh, you can email me gregshield 91 at gmail.com and uh yeah or just email me i'm not going to put my number out there yeah on no. the air but <laughs> you email me i know i'll trust you and and yeah so yeah you can call me anytime man come out and hang out we have a great place it's we have 60 acres out or 40 acres out there and uh yeah it's solitude tranquility
3: yeah it, it is good getting out of this yeah yeah, yeah this I'm looking is, at downtown this Dallas is crazy right now, and i'm like man.
2: oh you yeah know? I always look at this kind of tactically, and I, and y'all do and we do. It's just how we're wired. But, you know, okay, if something went down. It's a nightmare. Yeah. So yeah. it's, a, it's yeah. a tactical nightmare. Just yeah. like the shooting that we had here a few years yeah. ago, yeah. man. It yeah. was, um, yep. yeah, yeah, I was like, damn. What? I said, who's got a helicopter I can go get right yeah.
1: quick? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, that was you actually know, that. I was, tried was, to call yeah.
2: Mark. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like, uh-huh.
1: That was yeah. a that was an option that was on yeah. the table. That was, was. Uh, one of their, uh, one of their options me. for yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Well,
3: we were down here because they, yeah. they didn't know
2: how many.
1: They didn't know where. were so many unknowns. Just, and, yeah. yeah,
3: yeah.
2: And that's the way it always starts.
3: Yeah. Well, it we does. were down here for to, when Dallas had the rights uh,
2: mm-hmm.
3: almost a year ago. Yeah, with oh, his team on. and then our team, and we both work in a rural in. I mean, a uh, an urban environment. Yeah, but being in downtown Dallas with <laughs> It's all tough. these high rises and stuff, yeah. man. I got, and I'm on the bear count thinking, Whoa. Yeah. Well, just So, you know, lot.
1: he works in an urban environment, but there's no building higher than like two stories where he works. <laughs> yeah. I mean,
3: it's just, yeah. it's all, you know, houses or <laughs> high rises. Yeah. 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 Garland. Well, I mean, you know, honestly, you <laughs> yeah. know, we
1: have, yeah. we have one building that's 26 stories, but yeah. you know, it, it's some of that stuff in, in, in that little sector, it, we don't operate there. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we come down here and you're, you're absolutely right. It's a different area of operation right, right. and then you better it's adapt tough. real quick and figure out, Hey, now we need to be concerned about yeah. the higher ground. Yeah. <laughs> Right, you bet. So we were lasering Plunging people. Plunging fires. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, we oh. were lasering people, having the helos come over and just check the rooftops because you bet. As we're moving on the ground, yeah, because you don't know. You have yeah. no idea. You got to get recon no and yeah. intel, and, and that's all these people are the looking force. out the
3: window. You're like, okay, is that? Okay, friendly? who's that? Yeah, they yeah. got cell phones. Is yeah. that a cell phone? Is this? You that? see a
2: flash? Okay, was that a muzzle yeah.
3: flash? or was And it was. And now I'm having to look up and then also deal yeah. with what's on the ground. So it was a. You talking about learning on the fly? You bet. And just going, okay, well.
2: Sometimes we have to do that, yeah, though. Yeah. We, I mean, we've trained, we've got the basics, we've got good foundations. Yeah. And that's what makes us, makes us successful to include contingencies. Yeah. We have to have contingencies because yeah. no. Mr. Murphy's coming. Yes. I'm telling he you. Always. And that that's me. what makes us successful because, you know, nothing ever goes as planned, yeah. so to speak, but we have contingencies and we train those contingencies. So. Yeah. We know each time, okay, this happens and this and this yeah. and this. So. I heard some guys uh, tell a story, and they were training,
3: and uh, guys that you supported that would go in and hit mm-hmm. the targets and stuff, and they were they were telling the story of training, mm-hmm. and they had uh, three air support units coming in, and one building was being taken down, and the other building was – and so the helicopters were landing. Right. During the training, one of the helicopters went down. Oh, well, man. the – Teams kept going. Yeah. They're like, hey, yeah. it, this, this is what happens. They don't real stop off, shooting. So we can't go, hey, all it's right. training. We're going to pause. Hey, we got to – this yeah. is part of the training. Wow. And so I'm like, whoa,
2: man. Yeah, there's no time <laughs> out. That's <laughs> like, yeah.
3: that's intense, but, I mean, that's what you got to have. Yeah,
2: I mean, it is. We so, have a plan for that. Yeah. The mission's got to continue. It's all about the mission. Yeah. That's yeah. why we're here. Yeah. And here we do it. what we do.
1: You're right. And we love it.
2: Yep sure do we're dummies but we love it (laughs) i miss it
1: (laughs) well i can't let them say this gravy yes sir do you have any closing closing words for us no
2: i just it's an honor to be here and walk among giants and that you all and uh i just i pray for you guys every day and you got a tough job out there in law enforcement but just stay in the
1: fight and never ever
2: quit just don't quit
1: and we appreciate you taking time out of your day. Yeah, I'm honored. Okay. To come thank talk you. to us. Uh You Great and your wife you are, are awesome, yeah, awesome people. You. And you guys are uh, invited back to and any all, TTPOA yeah. event that you guys cool. want to come to. Yeah, right? I, yeah. I love
2: yeah, so. coming. and I've seen guys I had not seen in years. You know, and I, Gravy, yeah. <laughs> what's up, man? We're a little grayer. Little, you, you, know?
1: you have yeah. truly bless my bless me today like i Good. i've yeah. enjoyed this yeah. immensely so. this is probably this is probably one of the best so the book man where yeah. work if uh, if people want to get your book where can they find it
2: yeah death weights in the dark it's softback on amazon it's on audible amazon Spot. and apple and then there's a kindle version i've got a few i made a thousand of the limited edition hardback books that are full color and that's it i won't print another one and uh, once those are gone, they're gone. But I got a few of those left. You can go to the website, com, and order hardback. You get a coin with it. Of course, I sign it. And a couple of little other goodies go with it. Um, I do want to say this, but I donate 100% of my proceeds. And to date, we've donated $23,000 to that's nonprofits. A, that's amazing.
1: Good. And that's amazing. I'm
2: going to donate $2,000 to TTPOA. To help out the oh, children middle. of fallen officers.
1: We oh, appreciate yeah. that. A, I talked to uh,
2: Andy. Yep. yep. Yeah. Andy. I yep. talked to Andy about it Thursday.
1: We're, all, we're, we're
3: great. Very yeah. grateful for that. Well,
2: thanks for having me. No, yeah. yeah. oh, man. Like, seriously. It's cool. No. I want
1: to help out my brothers and yeah. their we, we really families. do appreciate it. and seriously. We need to get him some T swag. Yeah. Well so. I hey, I got him a shirt yesterday. You did? Okay. Yeah. His wife came my mom came over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my mom came over and we thought about what shirt to get dad. Oh well,
0: good. Right. Mm. Yeah. Good.
1: So and we have a new shirt out and it's uh, has a quote on it. Yeah, it's and pretty cool. I looked at that, and I I, I kind of saw some of my stuff in the book, and I was like, I think he'll dig that shirt yeah. right there with that quote. on bet. the back. Good, yeah. I did. Thank you
2: very much. Well, yeah. I'm going to be
1: buying a
3: book when we walk you back down. Cool. I saw yeah. that coin. I like that
1: coin. we like yeah. coin. Glad. Once we teach him to read. Yep. <laughs> Well, I got Audible, so yeah. Yeah. I'll read he it. Can to him. He, read to he can follow along. He can follow along as the guys read yeah. the book. Oh, yeah. can, oh, that's what that word yeah. is. The. Oh, as I sit oh, on the toilet with my book yeah. and
3: then Gravy's <laughs> talking to me on Audible. Yeah. It's going to be a moment. It's going to be a great moment. All book. right,
1: so, so hey, the name of this podcast is going to be Oh No, Gravy's <laughs> on Fire. <laughs> All right, man. Well, that Thanks could be for a
3: shirt too. Thank you. Yeah, shirt right there, man.
1: Burning a h coming out. of
3: Yeah. I want to see a shirt at okay. next conference like that. It's coming. Yep. Thanks for stopping by, buddy. Thanks, brother. Talk. Thanks,
2: Gravy. Adios.